When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Liverpool Podcast. My name is Jake, and today I am joined by Deej. Deej, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Cheers, mate. Looking forward to Liverpool being back at the weekend. Oh, definitely. It's uh, the international break is only firmly like made my love for actual like actual good football uh, even stronger because I yep. just can't. The internationals. I don't know about you, Deej, but I am not an international break man. I do not watch any international football at all over the break. I truly do have a break from football. What about you, mate? Do you watch much of the internationals? I quite like international football. Yeah, if, if I'm, I don't go out of my way to watch it. But if I'm, if I'm at a able to watch a game i'll watch it uh like for example i watched the england san marino game that that lovely 10-0 win that we had uh trent getting himself a hat trick of assists there but yeah i don't go out of my way to watch it so i'm not i wouldn't necessarily say i'm an international fan but i'm a football fan so football is on and it's international football i'll watch it Uh, i sort of (laughs) lean away from being an international fan just because of how many injuries liverpool always seem to get on international breaks yeah, yeah, it's it's a very valid point, mate. And well, actually, the, over the international break, I went to watch the LFC women, and they beat Durham two 0 So it was actually a really good. I had a really good time. My first time watching watching the ladies live. I've obviously followed their their results and stuff, but it was a very very good game, and they did deserve the victory. And so, congratulations to them going top of their league. So to to talk about that a little bit, uh, how how are you? Like, what what are your opinions on sort of like actually watching women's football? Because it's been a while since I've watched a women's football game. I think the last time was about seven or eight years ago. And it was on telly, and it might have been the Mm. fact that it was on telly. But it it just felt slower. Do you know what, mate? I actually, I really enjoyed it. It was was really, really good to watch. Some of the football on display was unbelievable as well. Like, Mm. really good... Like, like quality footballers and that's what I really enjoyed and what what I did enjoy most about it was you know was the lack of well, the, the more respect for like the referee I found like watching the women's game 
yeah. tends to be a lot more respect for the referee. There's none of this, you know, getting in the ref's face and stuff. The two captains literally go to, to the ref and they talk, and that's sort of the end of it. And it yeah. was, it was a, it was a really entertaining game. Like Liverpool deserve, thoroughly deserved their their win against uh, mm. Durham, but it was a record attendance crowd as well, which was which was always good to to see. Nice. So it was I mean, I've been meaning to try and get to a, a ladies' game for a while because. Uh... I mean, recently the, there's been a lot more, obviously, a lot more coverage of women's football over the past, say, two years. Yeah, and, uh, I'm, I'm seeing more and more of it recently, and the the clips and the, and the uh, sort of passages of play that are being shared, you could take the women off the pitch there, replace them with eleven men, and the play would be no different. It, it exactly. seems like the quality of the game has increased a lot in the past decade. So, what, uh, what the the part that I sort of enjoyed most was just like the difference in in like. Like how close you sort of are to the players, you know, where I was stood at the game, you know, where the barriers were, you know, the, the girls were just warming up literally like right in front of, of me and my partner where we were watching it and we were mm. like so talking to them while they were like warming up and stuff. So, you know, the, the differences in there, in there were great to see. It's that, that's, I think a bit, it makes it a bit more like enjoyable if you can sort of relate to, to the to players a bit more. Do you know what I mean? I don't We've think seen... that'll last long though, mate. Like at the moment, <laughs> the women's team still don't play in, in like the, uh, well, they don't really play in Anfield very often, do they? They yeah. Uh, well, they, so they play in Premier Park, don't they? Tend to tend to play there. Don't yeah, but but the more investment gets poured into the women's side of the game, the less accessible the players will be. Uh, it'll, it'll become more on par with sort of the some of like the prima donna status that some of the male uh, male players mm. have. I think enjoy it's eventually it, enjoy there will be parity. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, try and get to ladies' games sooner rather than later, ladies and gents, because you might miss out on some some nice interaction with the players if you that if you was, leave it too long. It was definitely something that, that I, I enjoyed. It, I'd definitely go again and I'd recommend anyone go and support your women's teams because it's some very, very good football on display. But moving still on still part these, of your club, aren't they? Yeah. Still part of the club, mate. Still want them to do well. Exactly. And the other part of our club, the men's team, are obviously at home this weekend to Arsenal. It's the late kickoff on the Saturday. Uh Deej, let's get straight into sort of Let's talk about Arsenal, to be honest, mate. That's who I, I kind of want to talk about because start of the season, they were mocked, I think is the correct term to use for their transfer policy. You know, yeah. a lot of eyebrows were raised, Ramsdale. A lot of people were questioning that signing, me included. You know, I hold my hands up and, and say, you know, I did not understand Arsenal's transfers. But so far, so good, Deej. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah, I think I would. I mean, it's it's strange because right at the beginning of the season, Everyone was writing Arsenal off straight away. They had a terrible start. I think it was three defeats on the bounce. Um, yeah. And that's all three of their uh, defeats in the league so far. They've uh, mm-hmm. since then drawn two and won three. So oh, yeah. it, it's like the, the, their home form has been fantastic. They've only lost yeah. one at home. Uh, two of their losses have come away. But after, after that terrible start that they had, they really did sort of kind of find themselves. I can't remember which game it was now. It, it was like their fourth game of the season, I guess. But it was the game that uh, Arteta essentially built the team around Smith, Rowe and Saka. Yeah. And when he did that, yeah. it was they clear it the around, difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think that's that's probably the worry with, with Arsenal now. They kind of have found their feet a little bit. They are mm-hmm. starting to look a little bit dangerous, but really only at home. Their, their away form isn't great. A- away from home, they have uh, drawn one, lost two. Uh, but the, the telling stat is that away from goal... Their expected goals is uh, much much lower than home, which you'd expect. But hmm. at home, at home, they're expected one point eight a game. Uh, away That's, from home, one point zero eight a game. So it's hmm. significantly less. Yeah, but I, I just want to touch on what you spoke about. Then, Deej was 
the emergence of sort of Smithrow and Saka. Now, there was a bit of talk in the summer, wasn't there, of Smithrow leaving and going to Villa. And a lot of Arsenal fans sort of want, not have wanted him to, but for the money that was being talked about, were sort of quite happy for him to go. Yeah, I saw I on social media. I Absolutely thought it was not. ridiculous as well, but obviously they, he stayed. I know a lot of Arsenal fans wanted him to stay, and I think the majority wanted him to stay because uh, they knew what a talent he was. And obviously, since he's come into the side, so with England, he's looked, you know, very good by all accounts. Um, and Saka again has, has kicked on from a, a promising season last season to now being, you know, one of the first names on the team sheet. But I think for me, the key thing for Arsenal is they've got Aubameyang firing again. You know, those youngsters have sort of breathed a new bit of life into Aubameyang. I've seen a lot of Arsenal fans saying that he's running more, you know, he's, he's pressing, he's tracking back, he's, and he, more importantly for them, he, you know, he's starting to score goals. Do you, do you worry about the, that Arsenal attack and, and considering how shaky Liverpool have been, do, are you concerned by that Arsenal attack? for the no, weekend no not really i there's there's parts of it that i'm concerned just last about words, like, then, I'm, I'm concerned about saka like i'm definitely yeah. concerned about saka i, I see smith rowe and I, I know he, he's more of an attacking midfielder but for me smith rowe is sort of like the playmaker in the center of the park and yes hmm. he does get forward and get goals as well but as as a midfielder rather than an attacker that's where i see smith rowe uh touching on your point about villa coming in for him and arsenal fans wanting him to go as well I think it's absolutely daft. It's similar to when Villa were linked with Curtis Jones uh, coming mm. uh, at, at the yeah. beginning of the season as well. No Liverpool fan wanted him to go. And I, I, I'm pretty confident as well that no Arsenal fan was genuinely saying like, yeah, let's let Smith Rowe go. Because it's probably he, your 15-year-old football Twitter fans who were like, oh, get rid of him. Yeah, let's, probably. Let's spend I mean, the see, money on someone else. He's like, had like a bit part role in the yeah. Arsenal squad for the past almost three seasons now. And every mm. time he's been on the pitch, he's been one of the brightest players on the pitch. One of the yeah. players look, that looks like they're most likely to make something happen. Mm-hmm. And considering he's what, he's like 20 now, maybe 21. I think he's only 20. Yeah, he's in his, definitely early 20s. Yeah. And, and I mean, just seen him against San Marino for England. First England cap, gets himself a goal, uh, was involved in a lot of the dangerous play. Like the, the focus seemed to be down our left-hand side between... Uh, uh, Smith Rowe, um, who was playing left back for us. I know Chilwell came on. Saka, uh, was it? No, Saka was playing right wing. Um, I can't even remember who was playing left back for us now. I don't even think I don't think it was Shaw. Uh, we, we played a back three with two wing backs, and Trent was one of the wing backs. Um, oh, I can't I can't even remember now. I'd have Definitely to sure it wasn't Saka playing wing back. No, Saka was Saka was playing in front of Trent for the first half. Oh, and then Ch- yeah, and then Chiggers came on in the the second half at left back. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't remember who was there. But either way, a lot of the play for England focused down that left hand side, and it was uh, it was mainly Smith Rowe uh, linking up with. Uh, I think Kane was was a big part of the link up. Foden was getting over there and getting involved as well. Um, and and he, he just looked really promising uh, the whole game. And that's sort of the way I felt every time I've seen Smith Rowe play. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I think Saka though is is the most dangerous part of that attack for me. Uh, yes, Abamyang sort of back finding a little bit of form, but. I'm not even convinced he's necessarily going to start against us. I think they do better putting Lacazette on a little bit of extra physicality in the box because that's what seems to stop us from winning games. Like <laughs> Brentford outnumbered us in the box. West Ham fouled the keeper to score goals. Outmuscled out us. Yeah, West Ham uh, were generally better. I thought anyway. I think we're not they deserve. Yeah, they deserved their win, <laughs> but it was it was a scummy win. Yeah, it's classic West Ham. It's win though, wasn't it? Yeah, classic West Ham, but. Talking Liverpool now, Deej, um, there was a few injury scares 
potentially coming out of this international break. We know that Mane got sent home. We know Henderson got sent home and Robertson's been sent home. You know, is what, what, all right. So let's, let's talk, you know, Firmino's out. I think Mane's fit, to be honest. I, I don't think he was he, in training. He is. He He's been is in, in training, issue. yeah. So do you, do you, same go, with Hendo, I think, as well. I think Hendo was. I think Robbo, Robbo is going to be out of this one. Um, but do you go with Jota, Salah, Mane, or do you potentially gamble and throw an, an Origi on in this game? What, what would you do if you were Jurgen Klopp as your attacking uh, options? Well, Origi got injured last night, so that's not an option. Well, I've heard it's only a dead leg, so apparently he is going to be back for the game. Okay, good. There's been an update that I've not seen. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start Origi. I would start with our main three uh, after mm-hmm. the defeat against West Ham in our last game, and this being Arsenal, we really do need to turn a turn turn the page here and go. Yeah, we're back to our winning ways, especially mm-hmm. at home. So I think we start our our standard front three. Maybe Origi's come off the bench. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised as well if maybe we see Neko Williams come off the bench for the right been, wing role. He's been he's been put. Yeah, more forward recently. There's been a lot of talk about uh, Neko Williams going more forward. And to be honest, I think it's a good option because he, he's very, very good at attacking. And I personally don't see why why that would not be an option Liverpool look to do. It worked with Gareth Bale. It, you know, I'm not saying Neko Williams is as good as Gareth yeah. Bale, but you never know until you try it. <laughs> well, yeah, he's not going to get a sniff at right back either, is he? At the moment, uh, exactly. Trent and and uh, Gomez are ahead of him and, for that position. Yeah. So, Even and Milner, Milner, you could argue, yeah. is ahead of him in that position, yeah. But yeah, I, I, can, I think I can see Neko being utilised in an attacking role maybe for part of the second half here. And I'm, I'm hoping as well uh, that we, we actually get to see Taki play uh, as part of the front three at some point soon as well. He's been mm. being brought on in midfield more, more often than not recently, but pre-season and when he has been brought on in attack in other games, uh, he's he's looked more threatening than our other uh, backup options there, uh, except yeah. for maybe Ox. But I, I, again, I count Ox as a, as a midfielder rather than an attacker. No, yeah, I, I agree with you, mate. I think... I think he will go with with Salah, Mane, Jota. I think Origi coming on and scoring against West Ham. I think that's a that's a confidence boost for Origi. You know, he's showing he's actually been been playing quite well since he's been coming on. You know, he he always just, plays well for us. He does. He, he tends he tends to to be better more often than not. But there's just this sort of online minority hatred of Divock Origi that like seems to tarnish him for everybody. But like for me, you know. I am a big. I'm a. I'm a fan of Divock. Always have been. Always will be. You know he's yep. done some great things, and he he keeps scoring. So you know he keeps himself in the options. But I think it'll be it'll be Jota and 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 Mane and Salah. And I agree with you. I think we probably will see a bit more of Neko Williams in an attacking role for Liverpool. Has to be soon as well because he if if he's going to be used as part of the front three Afcon while Salah's cover. away then he yeah. needs to start getting some minutes in that position. So that's yeah. why I think we might see it against Arsenal, especially if we're comfortable at like the 60th, 70th minute from yeah. Neko on for the last half hour. I think I think that could be a, a good option. But now that Deed's moving back slightly to the midfield, now that Thiago has had a good sort of week or two in, in training to get himself back fit, what do you see the midfield being for this Arsenal game? Because uh, for me it. personally, I... I my midfield would be uh, Fabinho, Thiago, and if he's fit, Jordan Henderson. And that would be my midfield three. Is Are you thinking similar along those lines? Exactly the same. Exactly, exactly the same, yeah. Uh, not for not for, uh, not for because I don't think we've got a better trio there, but because um, I don't really think we've got anyone else we can choose from. I, I'm not sure Jones is back to full fitness yet. He might be. I'm unsure about um, Curtis Jones because there's been rumours circulating that, that I don't think... 
some people really don't know what's wrong with him, but I know he's. Well, he got poked training. in the eye in training or something. Was the the last thing I heard? He got a scratch on his yeah. eye or something. So yeah. it, 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 it's one of those you don't know how long that that's going to take to heal. And I know Milner's back in training as well, which is a, a big boost. And obviously, Ox, Ox is is still there. And I don't know what's happened to Nabikata. Again, I don't. I, I sort of give up and wait to just see the team sheet and see him on the pitch or not, and then <laughs> go from there. I don't actually yeah. know what, if Nabi will be fit or not, but I I think personally it will be Thiago Henderson and and Fabinho. And what that offers you is a lot of energy, but like some nice creativity from Thiago, and he, he he's going to want to to show everyone what what we've been missing, and I think he will do that, and I think he'll he'll have a good game, and Fabinho will be. Just doing Fabinho things. <laughs> just yeah, I think the, the downside of that trio, though, is that we don't get the best out of Henderson with that trio on the pitch mm. because Thiago's not super mobile. He he receives the ball, maybe dribbles it about five yards while he's looking for a pass and then plays a pass. He, he's mm. rarely sort of a real driving forward kind of guy. And it means that mm. Hendo's going to have to play in, in what is probably badly called the genie role. Where he's, he's just going to have to be a workhorse, yeah. Uh, and he's going to be he's going to be going back to front, back to front, back to front. And I I don't think Hendo has the legs that Genie had. I mean, I, I'm not going to question his fitness at all. I think he's fantastically fit. But Hendo always seems to play better when he's either playing that more defensive role and like covering for Trent when Trent gets forward, mm. or getting forward in in attack and supporting Trent Salah in that corner. Uh, yeah. Every match I've seen him try and do both, he's not had a good game. So I, I think. We're not going to see the best out of Hendo, or he's just going to isolate himself to attack and let Fabinho deal with everything sort of defensively. Thiago sit like in front of Fabinho and maybe give him a bit of an assist every now and then. Mm. Uh, and then Hendo sort of got that free reign to just go we could, forward. We could, potentially, we could potentially just see a bit a bit gunkoey. There is that option as well where Liverpool sort of do go a bit gunkoey and try to just blow Arsenal out of the water. Or you know, we could potentially see Hendo and Fabinho sort of sitting and Thiago in almost like a 10 roll. You know, the options are there, but yeah. to be honest, I, I think that's the best midfield that, that Liverpool can put out. And to be honest, I think that's probably the best midfield Liverpool can, can put out full stop. I think it's a very good midfield. It's got a bit of everything that you'd want in it. Uh, and I, I do do rate that midfield personally for myself. Yeah. I think it's a very good midfield. Uh, I, I agree. Whether it's the best one we've got on the books, uh, I think, I think, caliber of player when you when you hear names like Thiago, Henderson, Fabinho, it's probably like the biggest named midfield we can put out there. But based on form for us, I think Thiago is interchangeable with Naby Keita, Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott. Form wise, I'd probably agree with you. I mean form wise over their entire Liverpool careers as well. I mm. think you can exchange Thiago with Keita, uh, Elliott and Jones and you don't lose much. Quickly uh, to move on to Harvey Elliott, some positive news uh, out of Melwood as well, not Melwood anymore. Sorry, the AXA training <laughs> ground uh, at Kirby now is that Harvey Elliott is is running. I don't know if you saw Deej um, with no supports Harvey, as well, no support. So Harvey Elliott, you know, is is fully fully mobile on his on his his leg, which is a massive positive. So we're, we're crazy I'm, how fast I'm, he's got got personally from that. absolutely delighted with that i think he's a, a wonderful talent and he's exploded wonderfully since becoming a, a fixture in this liverpool side so hopefully i personally think he'll be back before the new year i think i agree that christmas that hectic christmas period that everyone always talks about he'll be right in the mix for that and he'll probably so get there's another option in. there's another option for a salad cover while, while he's away exactly um exactly. but yeah i think one thing that this shows with elliot being back in in at least light training so quickly though is just how 
how much of a benefit being young is when it comes to injuries. Because it's been a month and a half since he got injured and he's back doing physical stuff in training without even a brace on his knee um, or a brace on his leg. Sorry, because it was his ankle he, he mullered, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's got no support on on the thing that was injured a month and a half after being what could Brilliant, have been a career-ending in, ending injury. Yeah. Somebody say Salah's age gets an injury like that. You're talking two or three months until they're even running again. Out of the out of the boot, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like the fact that Elliot's back doing physical stuff after a month and a half just absolutely blows my mind. And like, yes, that's, that's going to be partly down to his age, but I think also partly down to his his ethic and his desire to play for Liverpool. Being a boyhood yeah. Liverpool fan, obviously, he wants to be back in this side and he wants to pick up where he left off, doesn't he? It's 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 it's, it's obvious. Dave, uh, quickly. Moving on to our defence, I think you'll probably, to be honest, we've named the same side. With with Robbo out of this one, I've got uh, Samiskus van Dijk. And I'm not sure who you've got in your, your centre-back. I think this could be the only one. But for me, I've actually gone for Canate uh, against Arsenal and Trent and obviously Alisson in goal. Have you... Have you gone with Canate as well, or have you Matip I'm not or Gomez? Decided properly yet. It's between undecided. Matip and Canate for me, and I'm, I'm leaning towards Canate because, uh, as good as Matip has been this season, yeah. I think the benefit you get from Matip is a driving forward force out of defence, and I don't think mm. we're necessarily going to need that against Arsenal. I, I think my only worry with Matip is is we know how fragile his body is, and I just wonder if. You know, the couple of games of him starting, is he going to burn out or get an injury like he always seems to? So I, I We've think, just had an international break, mate. Yeah, it doesn't matter, though. It's it's Matip, mate. <laughs> That's true. He is, he is made of crisps. <laughs> he is made of, you know, he's he's like Nabby Cater, but bigger. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So We've got Quavers in midfield and Watsits in defence. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, this is it. So I, I personally, I don't think, I don't think you, he will, he will start. I think it will be Canate because... Canate's coming when he every time he's coming to the side, he, he's not actually put a foot wrong. So I think Jurgen Klopp will, will go with, with Ibrahim and Canate personally. And I think Trent I think, will be, be obviously starting. And I think actually, I, I think Trent's gonna have a good I've got like a feeling that Trent's gonna have one of those like Trent esque games where he just has a really good game. About you. you know, he is he is sort of due a couple of assists for Liverpool. Well, say, uh, I does, does, that, does he have his Trent game against England, though? I mean, the first sort of 50, 60 though, minutes. <laughs> I mean, even so, though, the, the first sort of 50, 60 minutes of that game, Trent was pretty anonymous and he, he didn't look mm. like he was really providing much. And I think a lot of the reason for that is because the players in front of him uh, for the majority of that game were Saka and Foden, who were all trying to get into the same places that, uh, yeah. that Trent wanted to get into, sort of stifled him doing what he needed to do. Uh, when the subs happened, though, uh, Trent was then able to get forward, and as soon as he was, he got a hat trick of assists in ten minutes. Yeah, so he's, it's like he's he's mustard, isn't he? He's really he good. really is. But uh, yeah, I think I just got a feeling that that Trent's going to be special again this weekend. I just yeah. I do have a, a sneaky feeling that that he's going to do something good. Uh, hopefully, but I'm going right. Back to, uh, going back to Canate <laughs> for a second, though, I, I said earlier on in in the pod that um, the big problem for Liverpool's defence this season has been the physicality of our opponents when we've played against yeah. physical opponents, who better to stop the stop like that threat Lacazette. than the man mountain that is, uh, <laughs> that is Canate. He, he kind of reminds me a little bit of when we first signed uh, Sacco. You know, everyone called him the beast was his like official yeah. nickname. 
and, and, and the difference between Kanate and, and Sako is that Kanate doesn't look like Jimmy Traore while he's playing, where, where Sako yeah, did. Yeah. Sako did, yeah. No, I, 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 Kanate, he is a, he's like a man mountain, like that, that United game where he, he picks up fucking Fred and just like tosses him aside like he's a teddy bear. It's, it's hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, I, like you said, physical sides. Who who better to throw in than a, a six foot five brick shit house who is deceptively incredibly quick as well? Um, so I, that's why I think he'll start him because he, he's just a beast. <laughs> yeah, and uh, him and to be honest, mate, do you know I'm I'm looking into the sort of five years into the future here, but now looking at Liverpool, Gomez and Canate as a as a back two is is an exciting prospect. Yeah, definitely. That, you know that. Gomez is. We all know how good Joe Gomez is. Uh, you know, granted this season he's he struggled to get back into the side after his injury, but you know he has had a horrific injury, so it's going to take time. He's not fully fit, but you know, five years Canate and Gomez doesn't look so bad to me. But uh, Deej, have you got any more sort of points to add, mate? Before we we call, I kind of want to talk about Arsenal's defense and how good they've they've sort of turned. Like yeah. people were criticizing Ben White at the beginning of the season uh, after a fifty million sign, and he had a few kind of shocking performances. But I think he's really come good. Um, their their left hand side wing back, they're, they're spoiled for choice there. I mean, if if Tierney's fit, mm-hmm. he's a fantastic option. But yeah. that new young kid that they've got playing there when Tierney's not fit, he looks frighteningly good. But the benefit is that that's their left-hand side, which is our right-hand side, which means they're probably not going to be charging too far forward on that side. If they do, <laughs> yeah, Salah and Trent have all the room in the world to play in. So, uh, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see the battle on our right-hand side, their left-hand side. Uh, yeah. As far as our as far as our left-hand side goes, I think Simcast is is going to be uh, almost like a a like-for-like swap with Robbo. He's, he's, he's been sort great of seemed like that this season, isn't it? You know, you can take yeah. Robbo out and put Samiskus in and, and the level stays the same. It's not like a, a a drop-off, you know, a couple of years ago when we Moreno was the option and you think, oh, God. Yeah. I think Robbo's better defensively. But yeah. uh, I think going forward, what the, the output of them going forward is, is really similar. It's very I mean, similar, yeah. Simcast playing for Greece, he, he created something like seven chances for them yeah, uh, that, in right? their game like, earlier this yeah. week. And uh, that's not uncommon. Like when he's been playing for us, he's been creating mm. multiple chances a game. And it's it's like he really has come into his own. He's like joined. Uh, I, I was reading a load of articles uh, recently about uh, Simcast and, and why he was signed and the uh, the qualities that it was that made Klopp just go, yes. And the, the biggest thing that I got out of all of these articles is the words Robertson clone was in pretty much all of them as in like <laughs> he's not there yet but he's got the potential to be a clone potential. of Andy Robertson well, yeah, and I think we're really seeing that come to come to fruition at the moment mm. yeah no I, I'd have to agree with you a bit yeah but I agree who, I... who are we going to be facing up against on that side for Arsenal is it going to be Tommy Yasu is he is he playing right wing back for them at the moment yeah or is he is he the I think he's one, the right another one in the back three because I think I'm the two sure. centre backs are White and, and Gabriel aren't they or Gabriel yeah. however you want to say it Gabriel, yeah. yeah. Gabriel. If they, yeah, if they play three at the back, I think Tommy Yasu falls into that. But yeah. then who's who's going to play right wing back for them is the other question now. Does Saka drop back into that position? The, the, I think the good thing with Arsenal, or the good thing for Arsenal is, is unlike recent years, they've actually got some options now in, in places that they didn't have options for. I, I'm actually, I've actually been really impressed like with Arsenal since, I know you mentioned at the start, you know, since those three losses, that's the same as you, you know, laughing. I think, oh, God, these are awful. You know, they're going to be in the bottom half, but but now they look really good. And, but, you know, 
incentive for this game. They're only two points behind Liverpool, who are fourth. Yeah, they can knock us out the top four behind, this weekend. You know, yeah. if, if they beat us, yeah, that's it. We're at the top four, and considering we have we'd only lost one game, you know, that's that's quite an worrying prospect because it is still early on in the season, but it, it isn't good. But I um I I think Arsenal have been good. They've been a very very good side, but you know in more recent times they've also been a side that Liverpool have had a lot of joy against yes because, very, very true. because the way Arsenal play because of their weakness isn't what we've been able to exploit they have you know in Klopp era been a team that Liverpool you know we have we've, we've absolutely destroyed them every time we've played them not destroyed them necessarily all the time but nine times out of ten Liverpool have, have, have comfortably won this fixture and hopefully we will do the same Deej before we sort of end this I'm going to get a quick score prediction from you so yeah. what do you think the score is going to be in this game? 1-0 to Liverpool. I think the game's going to One... be one defence. Yep, I think Ramsdale's, Ramsdale's been in flying form. Uh, Arsenal's defence has been really impressive the past couple of games. And they're not an incredibly uh, an incredibly physical side in the attacking mm. sense. So I don't think they're necessarily going to cause our, our defence too many problems, um, except from maybe set pieces. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for a 1-0 Liverpool. I, I do think it'll be a relatively dominant performance from Liverpool. Mm-hmm. But we might see the odd chance for Arsenal. And I, I think a 1-0 win is, is the way it'll end. Salah. Salah 1-0. I'm going 3-1 Liverpool. I'm going to go the opposite way. I think Liverpool will come out the blocks early, score a couple of goals, be pegged back, and then stick another one in around 70 minutes. I hope you're right. And uh, just sort of comfortably cruise from there. That's my prediction. I think Salah will continue his tradition of scoring against Arsenal. I'm going to say Trent and Salah again. I think Salah will bag two. And Trent Trent might get one. If not Trent, I've actually I've just thought maybe Virgil might might stick one in from a corner. It's been so. a while since he scored one. But yeah, I think it has. it's going to be a bit nervy for me this game because uh, based on the results that we've got earlier in the game, we've got uh, Chelsea away to Leicester. So mm. there's, there's a chance that Chelsea could drop points there. So if Chelsea don't yeah. win, and then we do later in the day, we're only a point off top, off top spot then. But we also have West Ham playing just before us as well against Wolves at Molyneux. Mm. I, I think that's going to be a Wolves an, have been, easy... been quite good this season as well. They've been quietly mm. impressive. Mm, I don't know. Huang <laughs> has been impressive. The rest of them, not so much. <laughs> I think considering where people expected them to be, I think they've been quietly, quietly good. Yeah, but um, I can see West Ham sweeping Wolves, Wolves aside. West Ham so are going to be behind. Absolutely do that. Yeah, they really yeah. do. Um, but that Leicester game is an interesting fixture. Yeah, so that, I think that's why it's going to be a bit nervy for me. Like, especially if Chelsea do lose, especially if they lose, if they draw, it's a little less nervy. But if Chelsea lose to Leicester, the game becomes the game against Arsenal becomes much more important, much more important. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree with it, mate. Uh, to be honest, mate, I think that's all we've got time for. I know your uh, your food is is just about ready on the old timer. Just about. Uh, yeah, perfect. But Deej, thank you for joining me. It's always a pleasure to chat with you, buddy. We will be back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, either Sunday night or probably Monday evening. I think we'll probably be the more uh, likely out of the two, depending on how much beer we've had. Uh, I know. Sunday. We, we're going to try and do a live after the game? Potentially, we could do a live after the game. That is a good idea. Uh, we will we will discuss it in the uh, in the group and you'll find out via Twitter. Uh, ladies and gentlemen but thank you for listening uh, thank you all for everyone downloading and, and watching on YouTube and things like that we do really really appreciate your support and we'll, we'll see you in the next one and cheery bye 
find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.